What is a naturalist? A naturalist is someone who looks at a tree and thinks of soil. A naturalist is someone who gazes at a mountain and sees a growing delta. A naturalist is someone who peers into a deep, clear spring and imagines cold, dark caverns. A naturalist is someone who gauges the seasons by the fading of the flowers and the arrival of geese. A naturalist absorbs, experiences, shares, perceives, dreams, and imagines along every step of the trail. A naturalist knows and doesn't know, sees and doesn't see, but always with a sense of wonder. Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. You know what? Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit, Coming at you live, local, and in your face here on WDBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. My name is Tree Song. I will be your host today. Ord Energy Mon is off on an energy adventure, and I'm sure he'll have uh, plenty of good news to tell us when he gets back about his uh, trip out there to talk about the climate. Uh, you, you may have noticed, if you're a regular listener here on your community spirit, that every once in a while we will mention something about climate change. Just every once in a while, occasionally, uh, and he's, he's off uh, studying and talking about that. So he'll have more news to share when he returns. In the meantime, as usual, we've got plenty of news and happenings and other exciting things here for you on Your Community Spirit.
All right. Let's start as we often do with some news from Occupy. This is Occupy Updates Daily. Uh, they have this wonderful blog, occupyupdatesdaily.blogspot.com, where they talk about latest news in Occupy and other related uh, issues. So let's uh, get into some of the news. The first update, as factories in Leicester close down, workers are getting angry. Unions have been staging strikes and will perform a four-day walkout starting on August 28th. Disabled workers occupied the head offices after they lost their jobs due to the closures of the Remploy factories. Uh, the majority of the facilities will close down or be sold next year as part of the UK government initiative to move spending into helping individuals find jobs in mainstream sectors. in other news as we look through the news every day we often hear about chalkupy that's chalking occupy <laughs> and their bouts with the police for scrawling drawings on pavement uh, now you can meet one of the groups behind it the fresh juice party hosts chalkupy events weekly inviting others to join in as they laugh dance and draw the group has a great sense of humor but know that there is a bit of seriousness to their work they found that when it comes to the police, they are on their own in both good times and bad. Uh, we've got a link. If you sign up for the newsletter, you can email us at info at yourcommunityspirit.org uh, to get that link. Uh, but this is over in Oakland. They have the Fresh Juice Party uh, participating in Chalkupy. Uh, and yeah, that's interesting because sometimes we've talked a few times about the uh, the legalities of chalking, the questions of whether or not it's allowed to chalk on public property, uh, what the consequences are. But it's it's a little more rare that they have a public group there that you can meet to talk to about, find out about their artwork. And I've, I've seen some amazing uh, artwork along those lines. I mean, there's some, sometimes it'll just chalk a simple block text message, but other times uh, people will do these amazing drawings on chalk. Uh, you know, sort of like wall graffiti, but on chalk. And then the rain comes and washes it away. So that is the news from Chalkupy.
All right. In other news, the FBI and Homeland Security joined forces to release a bulletin concerning what attacks may happen at either of the national political conventions. Occupy is not mentioned in those bulletins, which instead focus on anarchists and extremists. Uh, They warn that extremists may try to blockade traffic and bridges or use Molotov cocktails or acid-filled eggs in an attempt to disrupt the goings-on. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, it's a little commentary here from the Occupy Updates Daily, folks. But yeah, this is... Those are things that have not really been seen very often. At, well, there have been blockades, but some of the Molotov cocktails and acid-filled eggs, it's, it, this sounds like a scare memo. I haven't read the memo. Uh, but from the description here, it sounds like they're chasing after ghosts. But we'll see. We'll see how the conventions go. And we will definitely here on Your Community Spirit mention any news related to Occupy at, at the conventions, uh, and we'll see how it goes. We've got... Two weeks of two different conventions coming up, so I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about when we come back next time. All right, in other news, have you heard of Tartan Metrics? Uh, let's see, Tartan Metrics. I don't think that name is familiar. Well, chances are they've heard of you. Uh, there may be a tie between uh, Trapwire Surveillance and the double-speaking company Tartan Metrics, which states on its website that it is the, quote, must-have application for the national security sector, politicians, and federal law enforcement. The person who registered Trapwire in Virginia is a Margaret A. Lee, who appears to be on the board for Tartan. It seems that these corporations may actively be investigating Occupy. So that's interesting to me. You know, we, we, we know that there is a, a large national security complex, and we know they're investigating things like Occupy. But then it's interesting to see these details of Occupy investigating the investigators. So if we see any more news about Tartan Metrics, uh, we'll be sure to pass it on here. But uh, there's, there's apparently a booming business out there for monitoring the American people to see what sort of political statements they're making. got our last bit of Occupy news here. Now, sadly, we at Your Community Spirit have still not figured out a way to beam videos to you over radio waves. I know it's technically, technologically possible, but you don't have the receiver necessary, so we'll just have to talk about this one. Uh, And this video is uh, made by Luke from We Are Change. 
He asked people to submit videos for his birthday, asking followers to tell him what they would say to humanity, given the chance. Uh, the video we have in our link is the results. Uh, if you info at yourcommunityspirit.org, we can sign you up for our newsletter, and you can get this and other links. But uh, it's it's very it's a very nice video. It's uh, basically full of people with beautiful ideas and all sorts of wonderful things to say on the topic. And uh, I know we can't really convey it over the radio, but I wanted to raise it in order to raise the question with our listeners. Uh, if you had one thing that you could say to humanity, given the chance, what would you say? It could be a short thing or a long thing. Uh, and you can email us at info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And if we get any particularly exciting, memorable entries in that, we'll mention them on the air. And I know sometimes some of the stories we read on this show are kind of uh, saddening and frustrating, so uh, try to keep your, your commentary to humanity radio-friendly. In other news, we have some news on, you guessed it, the climate. Antarctic temperature spikes linked to ongoing ice loss. We've talked a lot about how quickly the Arctic ice is melting. Uh, early, earlier this week, uh, there, were, there was some more news on this. Uh, as you may recall from, uh, from school, from looking at globes, from common sense about geography... Uh, the Earth has one other spot other than the Arctic on the Earth that is basically just a region of frost, and that's the Antarctic. And it isn't doing much better, uh, ice loss-wise. Uh, scientists are intrigued with this corner of the world because it's warming faster than any place else on Earth. The planet as a whole has heated up about 1.3 degrees Fahrenheit since 1900, but on the peninsula, it has shot up a whopping 5 degrees in just 50 years, forcing massive ice shelves to disintegrate and penguin colonies to collapse. Heat-trapping greenhouse gas emissions are the obvious culprit, since they've increased dramatically over the same 50 years, but scientists prefer hard evidence to presumptions. So a team from the British Antarctic Survey has been drilling into ancient ice to see how the current warming stacks up against what happened in the ancient past. The kind of warming happening now also happened before we started burning fossil fuels, it would cast doubt on human contributions. What the scientists discovered, however, removed any doubt. Quote, Asking whether it's natural or caused by humans is silly, said Eric Steig of the University of Washington, who wrote a nature commentary on the new research. Quote, We've changed the atmosphere so dramatically that it has to be mostly human. The only question, he said in the interview, is how large the human influence is relative to other things. So uh, it's it's pretty big news when they're starting to switch from scientifically, you know, big polysyllabic words to silly, <laughs> saying it's silly to uh, keep making these arguments against human-caused climate change. Uh, so, yeah, so they are continuing to study that, and uh, the there's been some confusion about it because the ice is melting differently in different sections of Antarctica. There is the section of Antarctica that has uh, a lot of land mass under the ice and the section that has less, uh, basically little islands under there. But the overall 
the overall evidence there is that there is warming and that it may be related to human activity. And by maybe, I mean almost certainly. In other news, we've got a piece about weather and uh, weathermen. Now, uh, as you may know, as a lot of people don't know, though, actually, there is a difference between uh, climatology and meteorology. Sometimes people turn on their uh, daily news program and see the weatherman talking about climate change and think he's a climatologist, when he probably isn't. But it is important because of the direct day-to-day interaction that weathermen have, weather people have with the, uh, uh, the general public, it's important to see what their views are on climate change because it does shape public opinion. And this weather person, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Gandy, he is one of the nation's most effective climate change communicators. And he broadcasts in South Carolina, which is one of the most conservative states in the nation. So this is an interesting story, and I want to mention it because it's a powerful example of what weathercasters across the country may face. Uh, it's, it's, there's often this concern that if they say anything related to climate change, that uh, they will be stigmatized. But he's actually had very positive experiences. Uh, let's see. He's got... Uh, he's been looking into the issue since 2005 after a local geology professor at a nearby university asked him, what do you think about this climate change thing? Now, since he realized he was a meteorologist and not a climatologist, he decided to research climatology. And he took the question very seriously, familiarizing himself with the peer-reviewed literature and uh, learning a lot about climate change and realizing the human impact on it. Since then, he's partnered with the Center for Climate Change Communication and the nonprofit Climate Central to develop a program called Climate Matters. This is a segment that places his weathercasts in the context of climate change. Now, that's, I think that's a really great thing because, as I was saying, you know, we've talked on here about how a lot of the coverage of the droughts and other recent climate incidents, how they'll talk about it on the weather forecast, but then they won't say anything about climate change, even though there's significant evidence that there is a connection between the two. So, yeah, once again, Climate Matters is the name of the uh, program. And if you'd like more information on that, you can sign up for our newsletter or check out Climate Matters. Let's mention one more news story quickly and then get into holidays and happenings. Uh, we've already got a year's worth of resources that we've used in 2012. Uh, and this is, this is an unfortunate thing. As you may have noticed, it is not December. It is not the end of December right now. Uh, but as of earlier this week, humanity is operating in the red for 2012. Uh, the Global Footprint Network is a network that estimates the, uh, how much uh, we've exhausted 
of a year's worth of uh, global resources. They basically, you know, factor a bunch of different aspects of our resource consumption and the planet's ability to replenish those resources in the span of a year. And according to their calculations, we've used up a year's worth of replenishable resources since January 1st. Uh, everything from now until New Year's Eve, then, is putting us on our, our ecological credit cards. Or more accurately, uh, they're using next year's resources. And even more accurate than that, we're probably somewhere in the year 2030, 2040. And, uh, and really, honestly, some of, the use, some of what we're using is non-renewable, the fossil fuels. So we're using up things that are sort of incalculably fr taking from the future. But I, I do like the fact that they're at least trying to make this estimate because even though the exact day is... It's a bit silly to say, you know, this precise day is the day when we've used more than we can sustainably replace. But it gives a, a picture of the fact of how many, how many times over we're using more resources than we can. Uh, for example, they've done a lot of breakdowns of this according to country. And uh, we've mentioned this before on Your Community Spirit... One way to measure it is the number of planets that would be needed in order to sustain the lifestyle in a different country. So in the USA, for example, uh, the current estimate by this organization is 4.16 Earths. That if everyone lived like they do in the U.S., it would take at least 4.16 planet Earths to sustain that. In Russia, it's 2.73. Uh, Brazil, 1.95. Interestingly enough, in the India, it's less than one. Uh, they've got a high population, but I guess not a high per capita uh, ecological footprint. But, yeah, as you may have noticed, we do not, in fact, have 4.16 Earths lying around. So as we pass this milestone this year, uh, the overshoot day in which we've overshot the amount of resources we can safely consume, and maybe time to pause and reflect on what we can do to reduce our energy consumption and to use more sustainable forms of energy. All right, let's mention some holidays. Uh, there's always interesting go goings-on, always interesting things to celebrate. Uh, some holidays coming up. We have uh, Saturday is Kiss and Makeup Day. So if you've been fighting with anyone, it, Saturday is your opportunity to kiss and make up with them. Uh, so you've got, if, if you are fighting with someone, you've got a day to figure out how to resolve that so you can kiss and make up. Uh, Sunday is National Dog Day. Um, it's also, let's see, Women's Equality Day coming up on Sunday. And hopefully every day is Women's Equality Day. But in case some people out there seem to have forgotten, uh, Sunday is Women's Equality Day. Some other holidays coming up. Monday is the birthday of Mother Teresa. We also have... Uh, <laughs> this is a bit of a silly holiday. Tuesday is Race Your Mouse Around the Icons Day. Got all those icons on your computer desktop? You can race your mouse cursor around them. Other holidays coming up. We have... Uh, Let's see, the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. That's an unfortunate anniversary, um, but it is a pause to remember all of the many complex issues surrounding that, that disaster. Also have the birthday of Michael Jackson coming up on Wednesday. And Thursday is National Holistic Pet Day. 
day to treat your pets uh, holistically. And it's the birthday of, uh, let's see, it's the birthday of Ted William, the baseball player, and Fred McMurray, the actor. So we often celebrate holidays here on Your Community Spirit. If you have any to send our way, info at yourcommunityspirit.org is the address. Now let's mention some happenings. As you may have noticed, if you're here in Carbondale especially, it is the, the start of the new semester for SIU students and for other students, many other students in the area. The town is getting much busier, and I'd like to wish a warm welcome to new and returning students, faculty, staff, anyone associated with the, the university, the schools, and also a warm welcome to everyone else in the community who uh, has been around here and has, has enjoyed the quiet summer, and now we get to welcome back uh, the boisterous activity of the school. All right, some happenings coming up. We have the International Coffee Hour. That happens at Fridays at 3 p.m. at the Northwest Annex, Wing B, on the SIUC campus. This is an opportunity for international students, uh, and Americans are a part of the international community, this is your chance to meet at the International Coffee Hour and talk with other people from, uh, from other countries and, you know, have a good time, make some new connections. In other happenings, we have Rice and Spice, the Rice and Spice International Slow Foods Dinner. That's coming up tonight at 6 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Now, this week's Rice and Spice Dinner will be pasta and veggies, uh, prepared by Melissa, the uh, cook over there at Rice and Spice, one of the many cooks, but she's on staff there working in the kitchen. And she's made many meals before and helped with many others, so this should be a delicious meal. And it's going to be centered around veggies that Guy House receives each week from the Hollow Pumpkin CSA. And CSA is Community Supported Agriculture. It's a way that uh, people in the community can interact with farmers and get a regular weekly delivery of fresh local produce. So that's coming up tonight at uh, Rice and Spice, starting at 6 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. All right, special Friday happening tonight. We've got Folkstravaganza. That is also coming up uh, tonight at 7 p.m. at the Church of the Good Shepherd, 515 Orchard Drive in Carbondale. This is uh, Cousin Andy's Folkstravaganza 13. This semi-annual concert showcases some of our region's finest local musicians who kindly donate their time to help Cousin Andy's raise funds. Now, this is going to feature Candy Davis, uh, the Voyagers... Uh, the Blackberry Blossoms, and the Gordons. And uh, let's see, the doors open early at 6.30 p.m., so you can get there and get settled. Music starts around 7 p.m. And uh, that's a wonderful program. It's been going on for uh, 19 years now and counting. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. And they're certainly having fun over there at Cousin Andy's. All right, let's mention one more happening here. It's uh, Guy House 
the Gaia Open House and Week of Welcome. There's a new event coming up on Saturday. The Gaia Open House is this Saturday at 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And it will feature live music, appetizers by Rice and Spice, and the opportunity to meet people from groups at Gaia House and in the Carbonale community. Music is going to be by Sawade, the Southern Illinois West African Drum Ensemble, and local folk musician Candy Davis. Uh, she's a busy woman this weekend, <laughs> and many others. Uh, there's also going to be an opportunity to meet people from other groups in the community that uh, care about community values such as peace, social justice, and ecological sustainability. We're big on all those things on your community spirit, so it's good to see that going on. That's Saturday, 5 to 9 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. All right, well, this has been an exciting and informative your community spirit. I hope you've enjoyed it at least half as much as I have. We'll be here next week, and I believe, or we'll be back by then, with stories of his adventures out west. In the meantime, it's wonderful weather outside, so I hope you enjoy the weather, and we'll see you here next week on the radio.